Bienvenue, Konnichiwa, Nihao, Jambo, Morhaba, and all the other universal greetings. Uh, it's time for the Armistice Inquisition yet again, episode 231 on Sunday, the 15th of May 2022. I'm Armish Phil. I'm Armish Ben. And I'm Armish Matt. And tonight we're going on a, a, a nub adventure. We're going to be exploring the nubs with Ziggy Dan. How are you doing, Ziggy? Hi, guys. It's nice to have you, and uh, thank you for jumping in at very short notice, uh, two weeks ahead of schedule. Time travelling. Yes. And um, you have a YouTube channel? Yeah. Called Ziggy Dan? Yeah, Ziggy Dan channel. And uh, for those who aren't aware of your channel, you've got tons and tons of video videos exploring these weird... Uh, enigmatic artifacts that we see on ancient constructions and ancient monuments, which... I mean, is there an official name for the nubs? No. It's no. just... Uh, Lifting Bosses is the official uh, mainstream title from as they convince they're just for lifting. Well, if you have a look where the positions on blocks, they're not, they can't be for lifting. And the, the, the rounders underneath, so how are you going to get a sling or a rope on something that's round? It's just going to slip off. It's ridiculous excuse to say, therefore, lifting, they're not. There's something different about them. I mean, it's, it's like the natural instinct i think probably everyone has when they first see them it certainly was for me when i first saw these things oh that's something you lash a rope round to help you with uh moving them and putting them in place yeah so that would be if you look into it that's probably the first you know the most popular or mainstream view is that's what you'll be given but then you start seeing or thinking about 50-ton blocks in Peru, 100-ton blocks and all this. And you start thinking, well, how big's the rope? How <laughs> thick was the rope? Yeah. You know, to lift these things and everything. You start, and you start thinking, this is just, there's something badly engineered about all this for lifting. It just it just looks impossible when you start looking into them. You start firing them, and there's even tiny ones hidden in places, which could have, have absolutely. There's no chance that they'd be used for lifting. I mean, if if it's to do with lifting, you would think from like an engineering point of view that the size of the nub would have to be correlated to the size or weight of the block. And that they would be in sort of uniform positions for stability reasons, wouldn't you? Yeah. 
don't know. <laughs> no, no. Let's um, shall we throw up a picture just to yeah. give people an idea. Let's. Uh, we've got this one that you sent me of uh, some particularly worn nubs. Yeah, some good nubs. Yeah. Um, well, the other mainstream one is that when they're splitting stone, so they chip it along. I don't know if you've ever seen a wedge holes, ancient wedge holes in stone where they put a wooden wedge in and they break the stone. Mm-hmm. And right. it, leaves, it leaves a wedge. Now, they're saying that these nubs, the other way that they've come about is when they're splitting the stone, it's leaving. So you'd have where the spaces in between would be where the wedges were. And that bit was the bit that's left on. But then, why fashion them? Like, to make them more ornate, like you get in the likes of uh, Oli Ansei Tambo on there. They're really ornate. They're really, well, you know, well-made, but not rough or anything. So why would they do that? Yeah, and you would think... um... If they were just left rough, you could say, okay, it is the splitting of the stone, right? Well, even that doesn't add up here, but... uh, So why would they formalise them there? After, why didn't you just leave them rough? There's no point in them. Carving them nice and smooth and uh, slightly angled this way or this way. Uh, different shapes, round ones, oblongs, square ones, half moons. Yeah. They, they have to be made. They have to be made. They can't be from just snapping. So it's stone in half. Because look at the one at the top of the wall with the two on it. The oblong one with the two on it. Right, yeah. Could you imagine if you split stone, it would leave that? No, absolutely no. not. No, that's nonsense, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't leave. There's a there's a gap between the bottom of the stone and the nub, isn't there? It should be. You would think they would be on the edges, all exclusively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you, you see ones on the edge, and this is where where, where people are pointing. Go, that's it's just splitting the stone there. <laughs> Then you'll get one in the middle of the stone a bit further up. So you say, well, how could they split the stone there and then leave three nubs? One, one's, one's eye up the stone. How could they create a nub there? You know, it's out of place. Because you'd expect the stone to cleave neatly, whichever type of stone you're, you're trying to cut by. Mm. Where, where's this example from, Ziggy? This one will be Oli Ante Tambo in Peru. In Peru. Yeah. What uh, strikes me just looking at this one and that oblong stone you mentioned at the top there is to get these nubs, you've got to remove all this material around the nubs and yeah. purposely leave these exposed. They're like relief carvings, aren't they? Yeah. Exposed nubs. Isn't that where the forklift goes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just there's a lot of effort gone in to yeah. leaving those nubs there. Yeah. But you could, as I'm saying, about maybe they have wooden cradles now. 
That puts this on the wooden cradle. But the back of that stone is probably a totally different shape, which wouldn't like will have no nuts. Right, yeah, these are polygonal megaliths. Yeah. And they're all different. Are you going to make a different wooden cradle for every single stone? You know what? It looks like, you know, when you pour something into a mould and it sets and you you have those sort of wow. casting yeah. leavings. And we've, we've spoken to people before, haven't we, who had that, that theory that something to do with vibration and brian forster exactly yeah and liquefying the stone somehow yeah but as brian said all these stones are different why would you make a different wooden mold for every single stone it doesn't make sense so the other thing as well is are the nubs just on the outside there's no nubs on any other sides of these blocks where you're looking now on that wall yeah along that wall there's a somewhere you can see them on the back all but right. The shape of the stone. You think, well, how are they going to get the the cradle? Will have to be on. Yeah. Yeah. Has he gone? Can you hear him? No. Oh, no, I think your, your, uh, your mic's kind of a bit quiet there. Ziggy. Okay. Can't hear Ziggy. You just got, went really quiet then. You know, we started shapes, a new engineering thing to accommodate a new block or a, or a different shape nub or the way it is. It, it becomes ridiculous to, to every time you think of something you could use. It, could, it just it just nads up. So <laughs> there's something different about them. And oh. I think it's positions that they can tell you something. It's weird that they are all different shapes, but they're clearly designed to Tetris together in a <laughs> to kind of a square form. But why wouldn't you just use squares? Oh. Squares. <laughs> Yeah, you get to these square square ones, and some of them, I mean, loads of them have no nubs at all. And you might find a student uh, Indian temples today, big place and everything, and it has only found about five nubs in the whole place, and a couple that have been clearly knocked off, but the rest of it was all smooth. You go to another Indian temple next door, loads of them, they're all over. The foundations around the doors, around the drains, architectural things like uh, load-bearing pillars and things like that. And I think that's what the Masons... Um, I think probably the Masons in the ancient past probably weren't very savvy. They were probably stonemasons, they had short lives. They probably didn't read a lot. And they were probably on the quarry from an early age. So the easiest way to probably be the building plan would be some sort of code. No easy code for people to learn and remember. Right. Which is the old bearing stone. This one's for the wider window. This you know what I mean? All the fixtures and fittings. Did you need to build a temple. You just was that Indian temples you just mentioned? Yeah, I think this one uh, is from an Indian temple. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that's a Bharadishwara temple. And so here we've got examples of nubs along the the bottom. What would you call them? Like foundation stones? Would that be right? Yeah, uh, you could say well, it's a pattern, like. 
Uh, soms zie je iets heel aan de Griek, waar je naar de Griekse wijzen in zie. Prijzen in verstaande beeldsempels. So what does Greek technology uh, employ the masons? Because they're using the same techniques in Greek samples and the same in Indian samples. So it could have spread that way. But then you say, how does it spread to Peru? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just kind of thinking. So is it found on every continent then, these yeah. these kinds of nubs? Right, 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 mostly right up until 1600s. In, especially in India, because they were still building. Mm. You can find them, but whether the stones repurposed from other temples that have fallen down. Mm. Right. Another thing that happens, you see, they yeah. repurpose the found, foundations and everything. Take the lot. Uh, I've just done a temples. I've one of my last few videos, a temple you can see. It's it's uh, pieces of scrap. Uh, all over the place and it it looks like they built a wall from the fees of a temple that's fallen down and when you look around the site there's wrecked temples everywhere all in parts and bits so the same as what we're angled for in india it looks like uh, the stonemason yard's been nuked it's <laughs> probably all together Inside four very ornate gates, really, which are nubs, which ones are a solar marker for the solstice, and it has three nubs on the split, and the sun has to come right across this, right across this split in the arch, which is only inches wide, and it has three nubs on it. So why would they be the just to mark that? Uh, there's a, a fellow in Peru who was showing on a certain day of the year a corner of the street and the sun's rays at the nubs and they can cast long shadows down to the next nub and it only happens on one day of the year. So I don't well, you obviously know but you know, we've got buildings that have the dates on the roof over the well, uh, you know, most of all buildings used to have the date somewhere on them. Yeah. What the building is, the name of the building, what it does, probably, and everything. So that might just be the date it was built. Yeah, that just um, the just sun. The... The, they, they're telling you the date it was built by the monks. Wow, that's pretty cool. Just going back to the the Indian one, Ziggy. You said that. You, you had a feeling that this sort of technology might have been transmitted from ancient Greece. Is yeah. that because is that was that Macedonian invasion of yeah. India first of all, and is that because there are no sort of megalithic arch- examples of megalithic architecture in India before that? Well, there's yeah, there's dolmens and stuff. Yeah, right. Plenty of dolmens in a place called uh, Ail. In a Karnataka or something like that, it's the it is the place where masonry started in India. It's it's a uh, dolmens everywhere and uh, quarries and stuff. So it just seemed like that this was the earliest place the temple building starting here for masonry, collecting masonry and that. And this dolmens, so it must have been occupied for a long, long time. There are domes there. 
and they've been preserved. And some of the earliest temples are like, to me, look like carvers. They were cube with it as a old, as a holy relic in it. And then they've been embellished over different cultures that have took over India. They've embellished that space, the temple. It's the same for, I don't know if you've seen the Baalbek videos. Uh, the foundations of that Baalbek were not Roman. The truly found stones. They're not Roman, they're Phoenician. They've built, they might have built this up. I know covered us all over in nice Roman stuff, but uh, they don't see that platform. There's other temples in the area built by the Phoenicians that the Romans have come along and decorated afterwards, and the platform is exactly the same profile as the ones at Balba. It's like as if they were practicing wow. on these smaller temples. Wow, and I mean... Baalbek is in the right area for being Phoenician. When you think of Phoenicia, you think of Tyre and uh, Carthage. Phoenicians were there before the Egyptians, the Romans and the Greeks. The Phoenicians were there first. And there's ancient Phoenician quarries right by where these temples are built. So definitely the Phoenicians built them. (laughs) To me, they built them. And the the Romans were very practical in that sense, you know, if if they came across a huge, you know, foundation and they wanted to build a temple there, then why not just take down whatever's there and reuse it? Why go to the trouble? And why why cut thirteen hundred ton blocks out? Why is you know is ten one hundred and thirty ton blocks not hard enough? I just don't get. I just don't get Baalbek at all. I I don't think we have a have a good a good explanation for that whatsoever. So the, uh, because the, the, think the one of the official excuses, if you like, for uh, the huge stones <laughs> is that there's a landslide area. That's why they, they built them so big. But I think what they built with them is a dock, right? And they brought the rest of the stone in with barges and built it that way. On water, they built a dock, filled it with water. I mean, there's some ideas about the the Great Pyramids being built that way, that the Egyptians might have used canals to divert, like a little tributary of the Nile right in front of, right to the Giza Plateau. Finding them now, they know there's docks, they know the docks, they were docks right up to the uh, Sphinx Temple. The dockyards are up to there, but they're finding remnants now, the canals on the plateau. So if you have canals on the plateau, then they would just be like, I mean, you must be familiar with Canal Boom in uh, England, mm. right? Going up the, over the Pennines, 480 feet, the same height as the pyramids. So from Liverpool to Leeds, it's 480 feet. You go up or down. On the locks. Exactly the same as the pyramids, 480 feet. It's with locks. It's over a long distance, but... That's all you need is locks, mm-hmm. strategically placed. You can see it. Yeah. Didn't you, you find ships in the, in the desert as well, like remnants of boats they knocking be- around? They buried some at the pyramid, yeah. There is some there, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, well, I don't think the, the one, the sort of boat that the, you have in the boat museum and all that, I don't think that. Mm. I think that's there just ornamental or something. Huh? You don't look stairs, you're not there, uh, they carry in. 
huge stones. No, I suppose if you it. built the canal though and you finished building it, you'd send yeah. some dignitaries down in a fancy ship to have a look at the, the pointy things you've just built. And then just leave it there. Yeah, and that's it. Get inside, this is your team, and then they just bury the boat. <laughs> Don't need it. I won't be needing this thing again. This depictions in Egypt of barges like carrying stone. And uh, I think it was a documentary a couple of years ago, uh, the papyrus we found that described uh, some sort of uh, boat they built and everything. Yeah. Uh, the ancient boats, and uh, they were moving stone to do fix the monuments and pyramids, right? Uh, it, uh, something like that. It doesn't exactly say the pyramids on the papyrus, but it was claimed by mainstream that they're claiming that this is Khufu, right? This is Khufu's boat, and this is the papyrus that proves he built the pyramids, and it doesn't. <laughs> proved that he had repairs, so that's all. Does not prove that he right. So they built a they built a barge. Egyptologists took Mark Lena yeah. commissioned a barge to be built identical right to the the total method that was used to prove you could move a block and the barge started to sink and, and the two ton block on which is the average weight. So they decided to cut the block in half. So the exercise has already failed. <laughs> but they haven't proved anything. It failed. So they cut the block in half and tried again, and the barge sank. So it couldn't have been done like that. So the depictions and things that they're saying, that's how they've done it. It might be fanciful. They might have just, that might be just them imagining Oh, they must have had a badge this big. Let's draw a picture. Mm-hmm. As, you, as, you, as anyone, you know, you, 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 can, you can use your imagination to imagine, like I'm saying, cradles and all this. I could probably draw a cradle to fit around a nut block and all that, just the same as somebody in the past, what they thought was the conveyance for the huge blocks being a boat, just a bigger... Egyptian boats. It doesn't look like it would. It, would, it looks like that. That would sink with the size of the block he has on. I mean, if you're struggling with a two-ton block, the average weight of the of the limestone blocks, then good luck with the forty-ton and sixty-ton granite blocks in the relieving chamber roofs. Mm. And they came from Aswan, which is what about eight hundred kilometers to the south. I don't know when, have you, when people do the math of how quick you'd need to lay a block. Yeah, I've done it. I'm sure I've done it live on this podcast uh, yeah. many years ago. Was it every so two how minutes? Barges, how many barges are you going to need? Yeah. To blocks, yeah. The and all this to fulfill that task. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Are the stones at the top the same age as the stones at the bottom? On the pyramid, are the stones at the top the same age as the stones at the bottom? Does anyone know? Just thinking about time. I imagine that when we started hacking into the quarry, the top layer would go on the bottom of the pyramid, and the next layer would go on the next and the next. So it would have been the oldest rock, bedrock, I suppose, Mm -hmm. when they got further down. 
Well, he ran out of limestone, didn't he? he? Had to get it from somewhere else in the end. Yeah, all the it was cased with limestone casing blocks, and they were all taken off and used in Cairo and building Cairo. So right, what right. you see now is 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 it would have been perfectly smooth. Mm. And there is rumours that the top stone may have been made out of gold. gold yeah, I heard that, yeah. <clears throat> but we just don't know, you know. None of us were there, we can't mm. say. Right. Uh, plus, uh, no, the water erosion on the Sphinx thing. Yeah. Right. Now, they say, built in the rainy, rainy days, right? It was much more rainier. The climate was so different. Vegetation everywhere. It's lush, all of great stuff, right? It rains a lot. The pre-pyramids on the Giza Plateau, their surface areas generate for one, one inch of rainfall, one million gallons of water, right? Just for one inch of rainfall. That's how big the surface area is. They generate that much, one million gallons of water. So we, you've got to manage this water this rainfall. So I think there was moats around the bottoms of the, the pyramids. So you had a water source so you could feed your canals there. Right, when it rains, you collected the water and you used it. It's the same as uh, what you were looking for before that uh, block hole on St. Ambo. Right, it's terraces. So it has to be watered from the top. And you have sluice gates, and I think that what you're showing there with the nubs, there, I think that might be a sluice gate where they open. Yeah, right, because the sun falls at a certain time of the year, you know, right, we've got to water this part, lift the gate. And because it, it is basically a cascade of water to feed the terraces. It's a, it's a, a grand waterfall that feeds the people. It's the, it's, do you know what I mean? So if you can get sacred springs, if you can find a hill with a sacred spring, right? If you your tribe, you go you go to a foreign country, you've just invaded, no one lives there. You need water, fresh water. If you can find a hill with a fresh water source, you mate, because you've got fresh water and water, you can build a civilization just on one hill, starting there. A small track because you've got running water. You can bathe, you can use the toilet, further downstream. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. You get and you can see friends here, and that's how you see the likes of Delphi in uh, Greece, built around the sacred spring. Every time you go to the legend board of the site, the site will say of the sacred spring, uh, the when you see the earliest parts of the building and that, you can see like you can see where the, the stone changes, right? And new new air masons have come along, better tools, and they dress the old altar. And then someone else comes along later and they, they put another cladding round. And you can still see remnants and stuff like that. But this is where you start seeing when they've fallen down and bits have fallen off and all that, you start seeing. No drums and eat, so you know. <laughs> no stones back in the past and all this. Like, you know, they've the early days, you can find them uh, from old buildings or even older buildings. So, 
<laughs> well, this is like what um, Mario mentioned this week, uh, last week about. Um, I think it was it the Pyramid of the Sun at Chichen Itza that they reckon there's maybe two previous pyramids underneath it, two previous constructions. There's another one. Uh, uh, I think it's from Mexico. It's had five new layers on top. It oh. smells. That's what it means, doesn't it? it? Means built three times, or three times over. The name of it. Uh, the yeah. one in Mexico had five, and you know what the interiors look like because they've gone through the tunnels, so you can see the first one. Right. And it's it's like set pyramids. The first one's covers, and then. The next one goes a bit, bit of a plateau, and then it goes further down the back, and then it goes up again, and then further down. So it's building up from the front. They keep almost keep the first pyramid very close to the where they start building on top, and they just build backwards and upwards from on the on that one anyway, which it's like it's so. It's obviously a sacred place, and then you read them that it's almost a yeah, sacred spring and all this, like so. Sometimes I think, uh, well, you know, if, if you believe in the great flood and all that, like, and there's people, right, you're getting evidence now that's been major disasters, right? Uh, so when you see, like, some. Libya and uh, half of Malta was lost right through rising sea levels and they can't find out who built their temples they just seem to appear from nowhere and went away for 800 years to come back and another lot of people built another lot of temples two of them were only 500 yards apart and there's supposed to be some temples it's like having two massive clocks on the ends of your street. It's ridiculous telling the same time. Do you know what I mean? What day it's only going to work twice a year. You don't need two temples. They're such a small island. But there's 30 of them. There's even more than that. There's 30 of them that you can probably find yourself. Mm. There's even more of them. Why does every tribe, like even if living 500 yards apart, are they going to have their own solstice market? Yes, the one down the road just tells you exactly the same thing. That's it's just, there's too many of them. But when it, I've, been to, I've been to them, and you can tell, when you look at the floor, there's post holes in the floor, but the stones are being moved over the post holes. So... Was the area temple underneath? Um, because they shifted to the planets because of the flood and stuff, right? They've had to readjust the temples because the earth shifted. So, the which we know the 23 degree cells, right? That they moved to accommodate the new tilts of the earth. You survived the flood, but you know what I mean? So they've come back, they've come back to the temples and they've gone, well, they're in the wrong place now a bit. So we'll have to move them around. And it looks like some some of the interiors are some of the stones are really, really well cut. But some of them are really 
you know, you think it's next to a really rough one, you go, oh, why, why didn't he, why smooth as well? Like, why is that one all, it's different, you know? So it looks like it's been cobbled together from bits of other temples. Looks, it's barely been moved around. And I think that it was probably older temples that once stood on the spot that were wrecked. Yeah. And they were re- reconstructed. back years later and probably found their way back and decided to, like, we know what these are for, but they're in the wrong place now. Let's, let's commemorate them by getting the new one. And maybe it was just a, a temple mania building on the island because there's so many of them. Well, I mean, we've got, like, cathedral building mania in the Middle Ages, haven't we, where there was a massive boom in Gothic, in the Gothic era. Maybe there was something similar after, like, a, a great reset. Mm. <laughs> well, you see, look at the, the uh, pyramids. There's all the carbon points and everything. So you say, well, it's told the time, if you like. The earth hasn't moved. It's not shifted. It's still... Pointing in the same place. Well, we've got a 23 degree tilt, so it was built after the tilt, right? So they're establishing a new north, east, south, and west. This is the market, and if anything goes wrong in the future, this is going to be the market. This is going to hold all the world's mathematical knowledge. It'll just take a bit of time to work it out. Like the speed of light supposed to be in these. I was things. just going to ask you about the speed of light. <laughs> right, you know, you know, and the north south. So it would be a, a great market. It was ever a disaster if, they, if there's no tilt again. But so you could find a way back and get your bear and say, right, we know where we are now. This monument still stands. We're definitely in Egypt. <laughs> What's you know? the uh, what is the correlation with the speed of light? Is it something to do with the latitude that the pyramids built at? The dimensions of the room, something. I mean, it's complex matter. Mm. Sometimes you know geometry, like I just don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's um, let's throw up another <laughs> nub example. I've got this one here. I think is this one anchor what? Yeah. Anchor what? Anchor what? <laughs> so this is Cambodia. So what have we had so far? We've had Peru, we've had India, and now we're Cambodia. And where are nubs here? They're on that wall. Not a good picture. Is it above it's, those three little guys on the left hand side? Uh, and there's only ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
a blob of powder, like this big, massive blob of powder, uh, like a statue, uh, all melted. And it's all made of this stuff that, that's in the walls, using up the walls. You can have a look at my video of it. I've done the video. Well, yeah, anyone who wants to deep dive on the nubs, just go to uh, Ziggy's YouTube channel. Link will be in the show notes for that. I mean, this one's pretty mad. This one, where's this one? This wall of nubs. Loads of nubs, I can see them. That's in Greece. These look pretty pretty uniform, don't they? Well, these are being rebuilt a few times, you know. So they could could have been foundation stones, Mm -hmm. right? And they just, they're all the best ones they could find. You just line them up. Haven't bothered. And the uh, the Greeks use lifting nubs. They use lifting gear. They're actually on that site right. on columns. You can still see them. And there's a place in Turkey called Sardis. They have they still have them on site. The lifting bodies. Uh, ancient ladders in the front there as well. <laughs> ancient step ladders. But I mean, this this is a completely different beast from the ones in Peru. I mean, just when you just look at these stones, I mean, they're so uniformly cut and they all look similar size, very similar oblongs with nubs in the same. Sorry? They're quite all these, the Greek one. And it's like they've chained them into their dorms, but the likes of uh, all the the temples uh, the Greeks have done, they're random, pretty random. And they're not in a pattern at all. It's a shame they didn't finish these. You've got round ones on the corner, then you've got like four squares, a couple of triangles, then a couple of round ones. And you think, well, maybe these are round ones with where the pillars go, the load bearing, that's the load bearing part. That's what they're telling you, you know. The masons look at that and they know where, where the column's going to go. That column's going to go there, 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 there. Because it's it's not it's not a uniform pattern. It's random and on, on the base. So are they telling you what goes above? The same in the Indian temples around the drains. Now some of the Indian temples they've got no drains at all. You can't see them, but you have the monsoon season. Mm. Right now, all that water goes out of those temples. Right, so they've got hidden drainage because I've followed outside the temples, you can find the drain channels and things like that, where they get all the water to go in different places. They've really, because before you build a civilization or a temple, you've got to have drains, haven't you? They go, they go under, under everything. You need drainage to start before you put your foundations down. So you've got to know where they are before you... You put the rest of the gear on top. Right. You know, places in the in the temple where you're gonna have to have a drain because it's gonna leak or the rain's gonna come in that part. So you'll know where it is, the engineer will know where it is, exactly where to put that stone. So it drains that way. Yeah. Wow. I was just wondering as well, you know, you mentioned the uh, temples in South America where certain times in the year they, they cast a shadow in a certain place. Yeah. Is there anywhere else, well, any other continents where that happens or is it just in 
South America on those temples. It's, uh, it's in Chula. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I have known anyone else to try and test it. Right. But only the main core of pyramids, the lion mm. at an angle. You know, they're already at uh, like 50 degree angle. So the sun's played havoc with that because you need, you know what I mean? You need a flat wall, probably. Yeah. Yeah. A message through that way. Mm. I mean, it still could work with the angle, but then it'd be more, you're going to have to it'd be really complicated. <laughs> you'd have to have really complicated configurations, which you do get anyway. Well, yeah, it's, uh, I don't think anyone else has uh, really tried it. Right, okay. You don't get any, you don't get many places where there's a whole wall, mm. like, like there. Uh, it's just, you know, it's wreckage. Uh, uh, the other thing is, uh, well, it's a lot of repurposing. The nubs end up all over the place in some temples. So, try to find code or a meaning. It's ridiculous. Just give up. It's just completely dark to try and do that. One it's of the position where they are on if you can get a, pre, a pristine temple that hasn't been it's been buried mm. for three thousand five thousand years and they cover uncover it and they're on there and you could say right well, we've got we've got a, the perfect model we can have a look where they are and why they're there. Mm. Well that raises a question because Gebekli Tepe was purposely buried. Has, yeah. has there been any nubs discovered there? Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, are the tea pillars have two giant nubs on either side? Oh, yeah. Well, you see, there's a, there's a thing, there's a thing called a uh, bossage. Right, so when you're dressing stone, if you're going to leave a... Uh, you're going to have a carving on the stone... Right, when you the quarry will leave a lump because that's where the carbon's going to go, you know. It's called bossage. Right. So when it goes to the the stonemason, the carver's yard, he's going to carve the thing. He's got something to work with. You've left a big lump for him to work with. So that'll, all that to be designed with those heads in Gobekli Tepe. Now they they would have to be thought about. You know what design you're going to put on them before they cook them, so they'd have enough to put the the big uh, tiger or whatever it is that's crawling down one of them. Yeah, yeah, because it's in like, relief, isn't it? Not yeah, massive, like yeah. deep relief. I mean, it's like they're they're jumping out of the rock, aren't they? Out mm. of the stone. Now, some Indian temples unfinished, and you see these lumps sticking out. People go. It's a nub. You send pictures and say, that's a nub, it's a nub. And it's not. It's bossage. It's just... Because if you haven't looked at the one next door, like the, the carver has already started chipping away. It's, it's carving in that, and you can see where he's he's already progressed across the wall. So they see three blocks, and they think, oh, three nubs. It's not. It's just that he hasn't finished the job. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> just, you just need that much stone out for them to work with. So when people see that block, they tend to think it's a nub and it's not. So uh, 
So are there any nubs at Gebekli Tepe or what? <laughs> you, you laughed like you were teasing me. Have you found something and you're not telling? Um, it is, it is an ass of facts, like, and you go, but I mean, it's stretching it a bit, like. Is it right? Okay. We want it to be a nub, like. But, hey, but hey, hey, uh, look, what's been excavated? Is it five percent? No, ten percent. It's five, isn't yeah. it? I think. Or even older is Caravan Seppi now. Yes, Car- yeah. yeah, and there, there are other. They just keep finding them, don't they? These buried uh, sites. So I'm seem to remember them saying that they haven't even excavated Gebekli Tepe down to its proper five. foundations. I don't think. No, no I think five percent of it they've done. Yeah. They've got one circle. They've, like, they've started one circle. They've been at it for, what, 25 years maybe? But yeah. There is some, uh, there is some uh, anomalies in the rubble that's around there. You, that you can see the stone, you're thinking, that must have been off another temple. No, they put it in the rubble. Oh, the, the the fill, when they filled it in? No, there must have been other temples, and you, they, they find an eggs and things like that wow. in the rubble. So uh, there must have been other, other parts that they've, they've repurposed to just use it for fill, and they've, they've carried on, like. So, and they, <laughs> you see that all the time, repurposing. I mean, that's our best chance, isn't it, to find something... Because we we have this problem with all these temples and and stone circles and stuff is that we can't be sure what was repurposed and and what was carved specifically for that site and and survived to the modern age. Whereas by deliberately burying the site, that's our best chance, isn't it, to try and make sense of what was going on? Well, I look at chisel marks, chisel marks, and that. You know, you can say, well, that was the test they had then, and if those stones are all the same, then those stones must be the earliest ones, because they look like they'd be, you know, a, a deer antler. If you used to pick the stone, not a, not a, a, a metal chisel, you know, not a decent chisel. Because you see some stones in uh, Malta, you see all different chisel marks on them. So that's, that that's a, gives, gives me a clue to say... Well, those ones must have been because that's the tools they had at that stage. And look how good this one is. That's a different tool. Looks more, much more modern. Or, you know, it was better for doing dressing the stone and they've done a really good job on it. So you can see how it's progressed. Like, so, I mean, we look for clues like that all the time, like to see what about repurposing and what's being repurposed and what could it have been. It's like, uh, there's a lintel on the Maltese temple, which is clearly upside down. <laughs> it's still there, but it's upside down. There's a doorpost in, uh, I think it's Ajahi temple, which was a doorpost, which is now a step. It's still got the, uh, what we call, like, loopholes, where you put you would put string through to tie a door on or something. Uh or pinchholes is another name for them. So you look for all the developments and things like that on the stones themselves, what the masons have done, what they were capable of and everything, mm. to try and find clues. Like, uh, yeah, that's about, you know, it's good to look at the tiny details and things like that, mm. not be swept away by... Oh, you've just, uh, your volume's just gone again, Ziggy. Just a bit quiet there, Ziggy. 
Yeah, still still quiet. What happened then? You're very quiet. Oh, you... oh, something's happening. Technical difficulties. It's a blackout. It's a blackout. Put another ten p in the meter. <laughs> He's there. He's just very quiet. Yeah, you're very quiet. Also having some technical difficulties here. Yeah. The microphones. Didn't have these sorts of problems in the ancient times. No. No microphones. No podcasts either. No, just shouting. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, there hey. we are. Can you hear me? That's yeah. it, yeah. Smash him. Can you hear again now? <laughs> well, uh, well, I forgot where we were now. I'm just going to throw up another picture here of... A nub, a nub receptacle. Yeah. This yeah. one. Water's and salmon, isn't it? Now, that looks hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 isn't it? uh, it's just like using wood. It's just a water's and salmon. That's what you would call a box. Leaving that part on would be the box. You could use it for lifting. And it's got a function. Mm. And you think we any numbers we find where we can identify a function for them, then we don't count them. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're a side stack. It's just it's just a practical thing that they don't the stonemasons don't at the time. Do you know do you know where it's from this one? I imagine it's from Egypt or something. Yeah. It's uh, it's a lot of trouble to go to that man. You think they would have just used like mortar or something? Well, the Stonehenge has got them. Oh well, why? Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna go there, yeah. This is one yeah. of the big boys, isn't it, from Stonehenge? Oh, I think isn't that a fake? <laughs> <laughs> you sense it, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't say it was real. <laughs> <laughs> Fake news, fake news. This was done for an experiment. Oh, right, was it? Also, it's not fake, it's... I can't tell if that's like a CGI image or not, is it? <laughs> it's not that fake. I think it's done for uh, some archaeology experiments, you know. Is that a real piece of stone? Yeah, there's a guy there in the background. Yeah, but it could just be an overlaid on the... Oh, well... No, I'm well, just wondering, no. though, That's whether it's... Uh... Yeah, well, that would be... Uh, that wouldn't be a nub. Well, that would be a mortis and salmon. Do you think? For me, right. that one. Which you, which you can see already on Stonehenge on the uprights. You've got them on top, and you can see where the one of the lintels is on the deck in the middle of the, in the, the middle of the circle. And it's got the uh, the female part for it. So it's obviously come off there. I mean, that's... I mean, most people probably have no idea that there are mortise and tenon joints on Stonehenge. I did yeah, not know I, that. Yes, it's new. <laughs> That's why I sent you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, those... People could, see, if that got chopped up and they could be purposed, you'd have a nub on the stone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If they just got it off, they just left it off. So it'd be on the foundation and... You'd be going, wow, I found a big giant nub. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's come from somewhere else. 
Do you think, is it possible that all the nubs that we see, the genuine nubs, are repurposed mortis and tenons? Is that possible? No. No. Just an idea. Shut up, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) But we we assume that some of them maybe are. Or not. Or would they have just knocked them off? Yeah. Uh, If you've, if, say that one they showed there with the the two blocks where it obviously fits into each other. Yeah, if, if that's not that one, that one, yeah. No, that one's a different one. That one. (laughs) Right? Now, uh, if that it snapped off, says an earthquake snapped off, you could still probably use that block on you. Mm. But you might still have a slight angled part left, which you know, you put on the building, you put it on the outside, you don't want that tatty bit on the inside. So it'll go on the outside, you don't bother chipping it off. And it gets smoothed over years later. You know, after thousands of years of use, if they ever last that long, but generally it's don't like but yeah it could uh, it could form into a nub by erosion a lot of erosion mm. yeah that's a that's a point i mean would the would the nubs be more susceptible to erosion yeah. rather than the surface of the stone because they protrude when you look, at, uh, look at where they are in rainy places they don't seem to have they seem to erode at the same obviously the same level as the rest of the stone there doesn't seem to be any marked difference, I can say. The stone looks totally smooth. It doesn't like it's walked anywhere. There's, I have got a couple of uh, photographic ones where this, this, they look slightly hooked, as if they drooped. This is like, I, I worked in the moulding industry on concrete and rubber. All right. So all these uh, things that you see when people talk about, they look moulded. They are right because when you get a failed mold, you get defects, and all the same defects that you see in the stones there, they're all exactly what happens when a molding fails if the shutter them sticks to the concrete or the mold, you haven't put enough release spray in the mold, it'll stick to the mold and it'll rip mm. and distort. And plus, you have to have a Air vents to let out steam mm-hmm. from chemicals if it's rubber and obviously chemical reaction in uh, concrete and that. Right. So some expansion takes place and you get you do get fines, little tiny nubs where stuff is creeped out from from the sides of the shutter and all that hasn't quite been sealed and that. But if when you pull the shutter, if it hasn't been done properly. Can pull a big chunk of the concrete off, things like that. Mm. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? I'll just throw up because we've not. I don't think we've looked at this one properly yet. Right, that one. Look, see the way that one's in, got the nub in the middle. Yeah, right, and it's got the mortise and tenon probably at the back. Now, there's other ones like that in India, where. Uh, you can see them on the building, and you can see the norm on the side, and you can see where the slot is, where the next bit of stone was going to go. Oh, right. So the nub acts is like a marker that this is yeah. a, a mortise and tenon joint block. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Wow. So presumably, like that, that makes me think that maybe the guys who who built it put those marks there for if it was had to be uh, renovated or for maintenance reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Or. Yeah, uh, or it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's right, yeah. It's yeah, so much it's, easier to uh, put an indentation in there, wouldn't it? Put an indent, yeah. Wouldn't it be easier to put an indentation in rather than craft a nub? Because you'd have to take that whole face off, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah you've got it. They have to be, they are designs. There's no doubt about it. On most of the stones, the designs, they actually carved and made and not randomly just snap bits off. Mm. You know what I mean? And that, you can see where that is. Now, I've seen a broken... Uh, when you showed the big stones in Kuski with the streets, uh, the green ones, some of them uh, uh, being broken. Is that these ones? No, no, the other one. The green ones there. Now, some of them on one street, they're completely smashed and they look really brittle. Uh and behind where the nub was, you can see a recess area where the, where the where it's broke. So I'm thinking, right, is those nubs there telling the race and the next best stone, right, it's got to fit because they've already left the slot for it. Do you know what I mean? So it's interlocking. There's an interlocking space, which is behind there. So if the other two needs to repair them, you know where... Certain things are, they know what maybe what stones they can pull out or that's, things like that. That's crazy. I mean, the <laughs> thing that makes it so crazy is because we're dealing with with Peru here and and yeah. all, all across America and Central America, and this just does not fit with the standard model of history. It's a bit, especially if this is. You know, um, what's the word like a transmission, a transmission of knowledge or a technique? Yeah, yeah well, uh, low sea levels, right, in the past, was it ever allowed? Islands hopping, right? Because there'd be much more, more islands exposed. Island hopping, yeah. you say, right. So get across the Pacific on. Decent boats, if if so, you could bring your tech with you. Now, there's uh, temples in Colombia, uh, which people are convinced so they've got Hindu statues in them, <laughs> and that some somebody made it across. Which you could have, you know, you could have had a ship lost, <laughs> gets blown off course, it ends up. In some, some people, sailors must have ended up in some strange places like they still do now. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they get blown off course. Right. So they would have had technology that they, 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 they brought with them. You know, their mythology and everything. If they, if they could have said, well, the, the ships are wrecked, wrecked on the shore. We can't build another one. We've lost all our tools. What are we going to do? Build a temple with nubs all, all over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let them know we've got it. We 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 got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, the statues don't think they can. Probably an idol at first, and then he builds he builds around the idol, 
usually like that. Yeah. Then to the altar and everything. Wow. Yeah. It's just so fun to speculate about mm. the yeah, uh, the sort of the history that's uh, well the story our, the story of our species that's beyond beyond the historical veil. <laughs> Isn't it? Because it's just a mystery. We, we've not got good answers. So it's fun to speculate. That's why I like Graham Hancock stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Ziggy, we've done an hour already. Yeah. Wow. And we've, we've looked at eight nubs. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any more? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can only encourage people to say, go on Google Earth, Google Maps, look at the photographs that he provides, look at the teaching. Yeah. You can walk right around some of the temples, some sides and some parts you can't, you can't see into. But you can walk right around, you can have a front shelf on the corners, the lower corners, on the foundations in India and everything. Just do it yourself and have a look. I mean, and if you go and travel them, bring photographs back of where they are on, yeah, mm. where they are on the temple, not just close-ups, and close-ups as well, like... Mm. Oh, it's nice to see the tool, tool and all that. Yeah. Like if, if, if people bring them, you know, show us them as well, like, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. And, and more importantly, go to Ziggy's YouTube channel because yeah. you'll get your fill of nubs there. <laughs> nubs and nubs and more nubs. We're about 59 now, I think. 59 nubs. videos? Only short, only very short. And I did... I, 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 don't talk over them and don't try and mislead people or anything like that. They can look, make their own minds up, put a comment in, and I'll try and answer it. Excellent. Nice one. Best way to be, that. Mm. That's grand. We put a link to that in the show notes. Absolutely, yeah. The link will be there if you're listening. And Google as well. Link to Google in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ziggy, it's been nice to meet you, finally. And, um,. I encourage everyone to, to follow your work and, and keep up to date with the latest nub developments. Hot yeah. nub news. Half the press. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll wrap up now and um, just stay on the line for us for a minute while we play ourselves out. And uh, we'll catch you a lot listening on the flip side for part two for a bit of news. All right. Mm. Thanks, Ziggy. Take care. Cheers. Thanks. Right then, we're back. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. That was our chat with Ziggy Dan. Gertie, local boy. Now, when Phil posted, we had a stand-in, and he was he said something like, Ziggy Dan, nubs, nubs, nubs. Yes. I had no idea what it was going to be about. No. But it turns out it was quite interesting. That's, yeah, magical mystery tour. Mm. You two, are you two both new to the nubs? I am a nub, nub newbie. Noobs. Yeah. A nub noob. A noob noob. A noobie nub. A noobis nubs. They are quite enigmatic phenomena. Artifacts, no. Are they um mm, yeah. are they quite famous in the history online history community, the nubs? People who look at old monuments. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Alternative uh, history researchers, YouTubers. Nub fans. Mm-hmm. That's the place to go. Go to uh, go to Ziggy's channel, just go to YouTube and search for Ziggy Dan or find a link in the show notes and just dozens and dozens of videos there um, giving you visuals and uh, examples of these nubs in different places. And like he mentioned, I think, briefly, some of them are very ornate. 
mm. like uh, decorative nubs. Some of them look shit as well. As, well, some of them were eroded or... It's life. Maybe they had a more practical use mm-hmm. and uh, there wasn't the necessity to decorate them such. Just seemed mental to like go about crafting some nubs. Well, it's like we said earlier on, they're, they're in relief. You know, all that material around the nub has to be removed to create mm-hmm. them. That's a lot of work to go to for no good reason. There has to be a good reason. I did like your theory that these were all reused wattle and dope. No, what was it? The mortise and tenon. Mortise and tenon stones from previous uh, temples, etc. Yeah, what I was thinking, which I completely forgot to say, was like scaffold for some reason, like tying scaffolds. Oh, for climbing up to get to the... For carrying them giant stone (laughs) up on your shoulder. Like a two-ton limestone block. To me. <laughs> to you. I mean, the yeah. fact is there's lots of different mm. hypotheses and there's no um, there's no solid answer. You know, this is why it's interesting because it's something we don't really know. We, we know a little bit about and we can infer and we can guess and, and uh, postulate what could be the reason and there could be a whole host of reasons. But uh, it's just when one really? of those weird things. We all know it was handles for the aliens. Well, alien handles, love handles. Alien love handles, yeah. <laughs> Nubs. Yeah, I would say so. Maybe. That's a valid. It's as valid as anything else we've heard. <laughs> <laughs> ah, who knows? But, you know, we've got to explore these things. Yeah. And, you know, will we find them at Gebekli Tepe? It's right. a question. Keep digging. Who's yeah. digging there now? It's like five people. Uh, I don't know. It was probably when it was built or hewn or whatever the hell's happened over there. There was probably more than five people dealing with it. So I think if we all got together, started digging, we'd get to the bottom of these mysteries a lot quicker. Cooperation. Yeah. Well, Cooperation. I think that's... Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with a brand new invention. Jason Nubs. <laughs> Hi, Tony. Tony, quick off the mark. He's in the Here bloody chat already. Yeah. Hey, Tony. Shall we, uh, shall we move on and do some housekeeping? Housekeeping. Let's do that. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Good morning. This is a Value for Value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider returning some value. There's a myriad of ways of doing this. And as always, my favorite method is word of mouth. Send someone a link. Shoot someone a link or a YouTube link, a Spotify link, if they're interested in nubs. Mm. Particularly, you know, they might get something out of this. Mm. And that's the, uh, the the sort of the best way, the most organic way to grow our audience. I keep doing that. I keep being lazy with my fader finger. <sighs> yeah, man. Gets like that. Join us in the Discord. And communicate with us one on one. Or one on 60. Yeah, ish. And, uh, you know, suggest guests. You get a lot of good guest suggestions through the Discord. Um, Contribute show artwork. Artwork. Mm, Unlimited pixels. (laughs) We, um, well, we had a, we had... Ziggy came in two weeks earlier than was planned because <laughs> our, our previous uh, previous guest, our prospective guest, had uh, an illness in the family. So I knocked up some artwork quick sharp this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, it's probably not my best, but here we are. I'll reveal the show artwork for episode two, three, one. Here it comes. No, I think that is your best. Mm. <laughs> that's it. I was hoping for something that's something along the lines of Ziggy played guitar. Yeah. With nubs. <laughs> Basically, those eight pictures of nubs. <laughs> You've merged. I've mashed them together. Looks good. Yeah. That's I all mean, I could do in, in 10 minutes. I think so, that right? is, you know, what what's happened there is the lack of time has keened your mind <laughs> and you've produced your best show artwork. <laughs> Certainly passable. Mm. Right. That's fine. I'll tell you that. I'm happy with that. I mean, like the, even the letters, the text were like marble. I'm quite disturbed. I'm quite not disturbed. Concerned. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. concerned. We had Bunyan Up was on a rich vein of art producing form. He was, mm-hmm. wasn't and he? And I'm concerned for his safety because he just dropped off the map. Um, I think he has posted some things, hasn't he? But just not show artwork. All right. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. It's all about. So, yeah, if you, um, if you uh, are in the Discord server and you want to uh, produce some artwork, if you're in the Discord server, you get a, a forewarning on the Monday morning who's next week's guest is going to be. And so then you can create some artwork if you're the artistic type. And maybe you're not and you're just keen, you know, you just want to learn. I'm not the I've just sort of, you know, what did Ryan say? Autodictat. Autodictat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you might just want to have a go. I'll try it. I'll download GIMP for free and I might be able to throw something together. We appreciate it. Yeah. And it's nice having, there's more and more podcasts are doing it now, but up until recently, there was very few podcasts that had different show art for every episode. And I it's, guess the fire saying we were the, the first. We were the first. The pioneers. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know Agenda have only been going 15 years. You know what you can also do? What? You can buy shit from the Amish loot chest. Yeah, you can, man. Support us. Such as? Buy some stuff. A current uh, grape t-shirt. Or a literally communist hoodie. hoodie? Or a mug. Three days to flatten the curve. Earth. Earth. <laughs> Three days to flatten the earth t-shirt. Yep. Yeah. Or you can get the logo. Just the logo on a mug. It's tasteful. It's basic. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah. Uh, bacon nuts coming work. soon. Can't take that one to work. Bacon nuts may appear next week. Mm. Funds. Uh, I got the the uh, our account manager with KPMG Rangers yesterday, <laughs> and uh, the account is done. Uh, funds have been transferred. Okay, been wired. The gnomes of Zurich have finished their paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, bacon nuts may be in your life in the near future. Right good. for adults only. What's mm. Tommy saying? Here? Professor Michel Borsum made an excellent study on this work. His findings make it more mysterious. Oh, that's mysterious Ooh. just in that comment. Oh, write that down. Maybe we could get Professor Barsoom on to tell us about the nubs. Yeah, definitely. Might be, might be a potential guest there. We'll put it in the notebook. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. How else can you become a producer? Leave us a review mm-hmm. uh, on your podcast platform of choice. If you're on Spotify, you can give us a five-star rating now. If you go to our, our homepage on Spotify, you can there's a little five-star thing. Star rating thing, yep. which uh, helps us, helps the algos. Does, spreads the word. Yeah, or uh, iTunes review. If you're on a different platform, podcast addicts or whatever, by all means, leave us a review and um, forward it to us if you want it read, read out. I would give, send it, a screenshot of it to us on the Discord or email it to us at thearmersinquisition at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, also in the Discord, become producer. These are ways of becoming a producer. Yeah. Help us produce the content. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, whether it's the artwork, guest suggestions, reviews, merch, news articles. We need things to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. Video clips, audio clips, anything you f- seek, anything you see in the media landscape that you feel is underreported or novel or just mm-hmm. fucking funny, mm-hmm. um, forward it to us so that we have uh, stuff to choose from when we decide to pick what we're going to talk about. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, we did have... Where's the freaking housekeeper gone for a start? Oh, she's, she's slacking off again. Did she come... Was she here last week? She was, yes. She certainly was. Couldn't she lives in here. Uh, hey, Annabelle, she got a bit frisky last week. Did, did you hear? Hello. She was on about... Uh, she was wanting to butter up Ben's Butox. <laughs> <laughs> How vulgar. How dare <laughs> yeah, you? Indeed. You know how vulgar. It came out of your potty mouth, Annabelle. <laughs> My porcelain mouth. How yeah. dare you? Filthy cow. She got six fingers. <laughs> She's a freak. <laughs> I'm a freak. Oh, she's anatomically correct. <laughs> what is this you left on my hand? Oh, gosh, that's like, uh, it looks like earwax. It's not mine. Unless I used to... Is this, is this sorry, a... sorry, Annabelle, I might have used your hand as like a, a scratching hand. Oh, my this God. <laughs> Get your eardrums with that. <laughs> it almost caused me to reanimate myself. <laughs> Beyond the confines of the podcast. <laughs> Do not leave this room, Annabelle. Is, is that clarified butter on my fingers? <laughs> <laughs> clarified buttocks upon my... I've got a bone to pick with you, Annabelle. This room is in a shit tip when I came in here this afternoon to record the clips. Why is that my fucking problem? Because what am I employing you for? You're supposed to be a housekeeper. I am also stuck to this chair. <laughs> <laughs> I have... A ribbon (laughs) tied around my waist. All right. You're held captive. I shall release you after the podcast. You don't want to do that. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, sir. All right. Okay. Fine. Stay in your fucking chair then. I'll do the cleaning up. What's the point? What's the point in you? Worst Toy Story ever. I sexiest <laughs> Toy Story ever. What's well, um, while you're here, Annabelle? I think we covered everything. Did we? Did we miss anything? Any other ways to become a producer? You could always <laughs> toss us a coin. Toss a coin so. to your witcher. Oh, yeah, do it for the lads. Lads, lads, because oh, we're northern and we're bloody toss miserable, and the weather's fucking witcher. shit. Yeah, if you go to uh, thearmistinquisition.com, you'll find the donate button there, and you can give us a one-off donation, um, a monthly recurring, sustaining donation, and donations at the level of £50 or over. We'll grant you the rank, the cachet, the status, the degree of executive producer for that episode. And that looks spiffing on your, your curriculum vitae mm. or your LinkedIn profile. Do you not agree? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm caught in the middle. <laughs> Only you fuckers out there can... Save Blockland. And keep, oh, the sh- so come. and keep the shit show going. I almost talked completely over your... Uh, what's it called? Thing that you say. 
catchphrase. Unfortunately, do you have a catchphrase? What's my catchphrase? Um, Safe plot and keep the shit show going. Tony's on to me. Um, I'm on to Annabelle, and has guessed um, where the inspiration for her voice comes from. Right, Mr. Hunky. Ah, the Christmas poo. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, she needs to work on her accent. I think (laughs) it's a bit, a bit muddled. It was far better last week. Tally. <laughs> I would say. Ooh. Bye, Annabelle. <laughs> okay. Oh, we forgot another way of becoming a producer. Um, you can request some focused chi. Yeah. You can slip that in the Discord if you if you require some chi. Maybe you're suffering suffering from depleted chi in the form of a health condition. And our um, our guest for this week, who had to pull out, I, I said I told him on on the DMs that I would that we would focus our chi. Towards his family. Okay. His uh, one of his family members has. Uh, it's sounding like food poisoning. Oof. Uh, yeah, a young un, which is a nightmare, isn't it? Mm. When the when the little ones get. Uh, That's it. Yeah, a dose, a dose of the old uh, food poisoning. So let's do that for Phil and his family. Let's uh, eyes down, looking, focus some chi in their direction. Stand by. Felt it come out. Mm. Yeah, a bit hot now. I hope that helps. Is he called Phil too? Yeah. So no, it's not just Phil. <laughs> I was just going to say he's going to be. You're going to be Phil one. He's going to be Phil two. Then Phil two. <laughs> yeah. Right, go on. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll, we'll. We'll. I'm guessing we don't look the same. Not Amish Phil. Speak now. Mm. Yeah. We'll manage. We'll muddle through, like well, we always do. Amish Phil and alternative view Phil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, AV it'll Phil. work. Mm. I could I could say AAV Phil. Oh, oh Christ. I know. I think that's something to do with porn. AAV? Yeah. Is it? I wouldn't know. I think it is. <laughs> Be tattooed on your back. <laughs> What's AAV stand for? I don't know. Oh, What's it got to do with porn? I don't know. I don't know this acronym. I know, like, there's uh, BDSM. BBDA. Uh, BBW. What's AAV? TTFN. What? That's, that's <laughs> half an hour? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Oh, it just right. reminded me of something. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on swiftly. Let's uh, thank our producers for episode 231. Uh, who have we got? It's time to big up the Mandems. It's time to big up the Mandems. Yo. <laughs> Helen of Troy and Nick. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> they are. Yeah. So amazing in their love. Literally. The best mate. The dwarf. The carads. The grape. The homophobe. The winds. The asthma. The corrupt chunks. The number 11. The blind man. The fallen on the horizon. I'm sorry, I think our shortest producer list for a long time it is isn't it so get your fingers out sure doesn't run itself you know I think need it's, help it's been sunny hasn't it though so yeah it's been sunny yeah we'll let you off this week I mean I'll only let you off a little bit because like it has been sunny but I've dug a massive hole in my garden this week filled it yeah 
Were you uh, like burying some T-shaped pillars? <laughs> uh, no, I was uh, re- 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 <laughs> remodeling my uh, pond facility. So I only had to dig this hole twice. The first pond, which was tiny, I dug that hole three times. Um, but this time... <laughs> How do you dig a hole three times? Well, I put it in. Dug it and then filled and then it, it in and then dug it. Well, and then no, I kind of dug Sisyphus. it. I dug it out and then I tried like filling it back in because it had, it had like some shelves in it to get some stuff underneath. I thought, oh, fuck, this is not working properly. So I had to take it out. And then I did exactly the same thing again, took it out. And then I made the hole even bigger and then I, I could do it properly. But with this one, I, I just found a drain. Have you thought about erecting some standing stones in the bottom of your garden for future generations? To know what I've done? Yeah. They'll probably just know from the smash drain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What have I done? Mm. That was your weekend, was it? Digging? Well, I, did, I was off on Monday, wasn't I, thankfully? Oh, was you? And uh, oh, yes. <clears throat> I started on Monday, but because I had to dig the hole twice on Monday, <laughs> then I didn't do it all, so I've just... Finished it off yesterday. Wow. And then filled it with water today and planted my grasses and spearmint. Seagrass. Mm. I uh, fixed a dishwasher today. Did you? What did you do? Uh, it wasn't draining. What was it? Was there an action man in the. Uh... <laughs> Half a burger in the drain? <laughs> I had to put a new. Uh, I had to order a new pipe. Really? Was it clogged or something? Uh, split. Really? And clogged. Wow. And um, yeah, it was like a pull it out and take the bottom off job. Wow. Yeah. There's a pipe that goes from, well, you know, the drain, mm-hmm. the, the drain pipe that it comes with, mm-hmm. and it goes into a hole in the dishwasher. Right. That goes and sticks onto the pump mm-hmm. that pumps the water out. And it was that pipe I had to change. Right. What a pain in the ass. <laughs> pain Shit. in the fucking ass. I uh, fitted a shower enclosure this week. Oh, God. That's why me and my wife nearly got divorced. job. Did it on my own. Did you? <laughs> yeah. That's how they call you tripod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was difficult because the instructions didn't have any words on. Uh, mm. Just pictures. And it came with, like, just bits of glazing that I had to f- put frames on and yeah. seals and stuff. But, yeah, got it up in the end and... That's it. And it only leaks a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't leak at all. Did yeah. you just seal did you just seal on the outside? Yes, after talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Sealed just on the outside. And the old wet finger job. Did you was it the wet finger? You didn't spray it down with um fairy liquid and water in a no, spray gun. No, I didn't do that, I just <laughs> wet finger. It was fine. Right, okay. Good. Passable. Up oh, the bomb. Yeah, and then they just finished sealing. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, good. We've. I think we've all had excellent weeks. I do. <laughs> Productive. Yeah. By the way, well done us. Yeah. Well, Send us congratulations. We're the best. <laughs> Let's do some headlines of the week. What have we got? Still no jingle. Calvin Klein hires pregnant man for new campaign. That's just gas. Okay. No comment. I mean, life just gets confusing, doesn't it? It is confusing, isn't it? Mm. But never mind. Uh, 
get, get well, grow broke, isn't it? Yeah. No. That's, uh, I mean, it's strange. Calling a man bold counts as sexual <laughs> harassment, UK judge rules. I think we better dive into this one. Oh. Seeing as it's uh, the UK we're talking about, and this is the law? No? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, calling a man bold can now be classed as sexual harassment. A UK employment tribunal judge has ruled. Yes, because this will, I'm going to go bold soon. So, claim. Victim. Yeah. Victimhood. I can claim something here. Go on. Three members of the tribunal who decided on the ruling and alluded to their own experience of hair loss <laughs> said that boldness was more prevalent in men than women. Therefore, they argued... The use of the word bold as an insult related to a protected characteristic of sex. Because women don't go bold. Very often. It's fair, fair comment, that. The tribunal compared calling a bo- man bold to commenting on the size of a woman's breast, based on a 1995 case. The ruling published Wednesday was made on a case where the insult was alleged to have been used against Tony Flynn, while he worked as an electrician for the... <laughs> for electricians... For the British Bung Manufacturing Company. The British Bung... The BBMC. <laughs> Finn had worked at the company, which manufactures wooden cask closures. I thought he manufactured... Oh, hang on. <laughs> Bungs. Wooden cask closures. It's a oh, like technical a, word for a bung. Like a... Uh, on a barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Specialist. Why do you need to be an electrician to put a wooden bung <laughs> in a barrel? <laughs> These are all the important questions that will not be answered. <laughs> it's a factory that makes bungs. Factories no. have machines. I was joking. Oh. <laughs> Finnard works at the company which manufactures wooden cask closures for the brewing industry in Yorkshire in the northeast of England for nearly 24 years. Oof. He was fired last year and the circumstances around his dismissal were also part of the case. Finn claimed he was called a bold cunt. <laughs> <laughs> And was also threatened by his shift supervisor, Jamie King, in a dispute in July 2019. The tribunal determined that using this insult was a violation against the claimant's dignity. It created an intimidating environment for him. It was done for that purpose, and it related to the claimant's sex. The tribunal members also suggested that it was not the use of profanities that was the issue with Finn also having been found to use such language in the workplace. So he, the uh, claimant, used the same. You hairy cunt! <laughs> God, I wanted to post this on TikTok. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Although, as we find, industrial language was commonplace on this West Yorkshire factory floor. In our judgment, Mr King crossed the line by making remarks personal to the claimant about his appearance. Finn is set to receive compensation on the tribunal's ruling, though the amount has not yet been determined. How much you reckon we're being called a bulk cunt? 50 grand. <laughs> 50 grand. 50 quid. So it's happening all the time. <clears throat> interesting that it's uh, sexual harassment because women don't go bold like men do. Not as often. I've, I've, I've read or heard something that women, quite a lot of women do go bold though. Obviously not. I've seen loads of bold women, like who are bold in, you know, compared to bold men. Well, no, because I look in the mirror every day. So, oh, um, 
Yeah, the the point is is that it's generally men who go bald, so by using that insult you're singling singular singling out <laughs> the person's gender or sex. Therefore it is sexual harassment. Sex is a protected characteristic. Mm. And this is the mess, the tangled mess that we find ourselves in. Could you not call anyone a knob anymore? (laughs) I mean, the way it's going, you want me to call anyone anything? Wow! (laughs) Silence at last. Yeah, don't even know how to use (laughs) shield. Exactly, it's demolition man. You've been fined five imperial credits for breaching the profanities act. Yeah, exactly. You knob. (laughs) You knob, yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on. Kevin Bacon's got a new movie coming out. Have you seen? I don't know. I've seen some kind of thing around. I think like I LGBTQX something. slasher movie or something. Boom! They, Them, starring Kevin Bacon, will release on August the 5th on Peacock. The slasher film is set at an LGBTQIA plus conversion camp where the campers work together to protect themselves. But when a mysterious killer starts claiming victims... Things get even more dangerous. Kevin Bacon's a killer. They slash them. Oh, they slash them. Oh, that's a good play. It's a good play on the. Uh, there's so many things going on in that title, isn't there? Now, because you said they slash them. <laughs> there's one thing. Now, other than what it says, because it says they them, you know, which is like this whole thing around sort of like gender and stuff. But then they slash them. They means slash them. They're slashing them. But then if you look into that even further, it's like, you know, people are slashing each other generally in society. Holy crap, it's a 12 monkeys for our Exactly, age. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for one. Yeah. Well, do you get Peacock? No. No. Oh, is that the streaming service? I think it must be NBC, isn't it? That's got a Peacock on its uh, <clears throat> yeah. thing. Did you watch uh, Eurovision this weekend? Certainly did. All four hours. What time did it start? Eight Eight o'clock. No. Highlights, I think, for me, Norway, with the Banana Grandma Wolf song, was superb. And, of course, the hand-washing song by the Serbians. I missed that one. That was was epic. Was that a COVID? I I assume so, yeah. Oh, my God. They got a huge amount of points from... The first, I think, wave of audience, audience phoning. Uh, I liked Spain. Did you see Spain? I've not seen any of it. Oh right, um, yeah. Spain had a a young lady mm. performing, and it seems she probably. I think she left most of her costume in Madrid. <laughs> she was scantily clad. It was it was thong based. Was it eye popping? I was like, uh, it warmed me up. I was like, oh, bloody hell, bloody hell. What's going on here? I'll try and Google it later. And she was like, you okay? Mm. Who's this? Who's this? Spain. All oh, right, okay. Interesting. I like the uh, bass to this. Mm. The lighting is eclectic. <laughs> yes. Make a mental note to have a look on YouTube later for the old... <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh I'm joking. It was very uh, Christina Aguilera. God, I wish you were joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spain was. Uh, it was good, and they finished uh, near the top as well. Yeah, they were popular. 
But I mean, the big story was the UK, wasn't it? Sam yeah. Ryder. <clears throat> he, uh, uh, the, the, the way the voting works is they go, they, they, they go around the 40 countries and get the, uh, the judges panel, like the professional judges panel votes. That's where mm. you get your, you get one point is the lowest you can give. Mm. And then two points and then three points to a country four. Five, six, eight, eight, twelve, seven, ten, eight, twelve, ten, twelve, yeah. seven, eight, ten, twelve. That's how the the most of the story scoring goes. So if you're the English panel, you would say like, we'll give one point to Serbia, two points to Greece, and, and our twelve points go to Sweden. And after ten countries had voted, uh, the UK was at the top Get of, out of, of the rankings. Oh and yes, Mika was co-hosting. Remember the Mika? Yeah. I can be brown, I can be blue, I can be blind. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. What he's, country was it in? Italy. Italy. He's Italian. British, Lebanese. <laughs> All right, so 10 countries in, UK at the top, and his face is like, he is like, he's messing up his auto cue. He's like, he doesn't know where he is. He's in complete <laughs> shock. Like, what's going on? Why is the... Because... For those of you, like the eight percent of you who are in the UK, mm. the UK is like the laughing stock of Eurovision. It's mm. usually nil point. Oh yes. Um, although there has been a trend in the recent few years, it's Germany now. Nil point. Yeah, because everyone in the EU hates them because <laughs> like they like boss everyone around. They made like Greece, all the the poorer southern European countries impose terrible austerity on the populations mm-hmm. and they get youth unemployment of 20%. Mm-hmm. So uh, Germany are like the, the hated country now in Eurovision. Yeah, it's very political, isn't it, usually, the, the voting? Yeah, Cyprus is going to give 12 points to Greece. Yeah. Greece will give it to Cyprus. Serbia are going to give 12 points to Montenegro. You know, the, the Scandi countries vote for each other, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the final judges votes... The UK was top by a decent margin. Yeah. And then they throw it over to the public vote. Oh, God. And, uh, yes, Ukraine came out on top. It was still exciting all the way through that public vote because they do it in reverse. So they went to Germany first to get their points because they had no points from the judges panel. And then it took all the way to, like, five to midnight before you knew what Britain were going to get. And we were kind of up and down in the top five and you were like, we were calculating... Oh, we need like three hundred and sixty points from the from the from the audience to, yeah, so uh, to get up. The UK got one hundred and eighty three points, I think, from the the audience, the general audience of Europe. And didn't Ukraine get four hundred and something? Something I've never seen before. No, no, mm. it's never been seen before. Four hundred and sixty something. So there's there's forty audience, forty countries worth of audience points split into twelve. So the maximum you can get from the audience. Is 480 if all 40 countries give you 12 points. And Ukraine got... What's the maximum? 480. Uh, and I really? Think Ukraine got like 432 or something. So pretty much every country in Europe give them 12 maximum yeah. points. The UK did, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. Idiot. Ukraine gave us 12 points. Good. Yeah, yeah it's... Um, yeah, well, I've, I've, that's what our billions... Our billions got that. Absolutely. Yeah. We're worth every penny, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of a kind of a shame. I felt sorry for the guy. He seems like a nice guy. He does. It was a hell of a performance. It was the best song. 
When the last song finished, my missus said to me, who would you vote for? And I said, the UK. Norway. <laughs> so I vote for the UK. And she said, well, you can't vote for the UK. I went, well, Sweden, second. And uh, I think he, he deserved to win. But, yeah, picked a shit year, eh? It was good. Yeah. <coughs> has he not got, like, um, my mum was saying that he has, has he not got, like, she said something on that. Has he not got, like, 12 million YouTube subs or something? Yeah, TikTok. TikTok. Is that what it is? But then, you know, Finland had the Rasmus doing their, <laughs> their track. The actual Rasmus from 2000 and early. Who? You know, the Rasmus. They did a song in the shadow. Oh, 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 oh. They all sounded like in that then. shadows. Something. The <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah. Those guys. Were they called the Rasmus? The Rasmus, yeah. I don't know, it might be ringing a bell now. But they're like the crows flying through. I don't know if you remember the video. It was probably on VH1. Yeah. Right. Time. The box. And the box, yeah. Music television you control. Scuzz. Mm. <laughs> the metal TV show. All gone now. It's all just um, yeah. Love Island or what, what not. Um, and my ex on the beach and MTV. What's that? <laughs> Mind. <laughs> it's just gone to TV, hasn't it? MTV. That's what I mean. <laughs> It's not just oh right years. yeah so it started with like the Osbournes didn't it mm. uh, Osbournes were a big hit when they started making TV shows mm. and then did the Kardashians start on MTV probably maybe so. no I don't think so do you know yeah I wonder if anyone watches MTV anymore and whether they should probably just go back to the roots how would you watch MTV is it on Freeview don't no. know it used to be on Sky didn't it that's what I mean. still the thing. it's so not what? a normal telly really no God, how are they surviving as a company? Don't know. America. Football. America. Football yeah. America. So, yeah, it was we, entertaining. It was good. Should we move on from Eurovision? Yeah. Got the odd uh, the odd clip. Got a clip from um, an episode of Trigonometry this week. Trigonometry podcast with Constantine and Francis. Okay. And they had uh, Toby Jones on, who's the head of the Free Speech Union. Oh, yes, uh, I know who he is, I think. Bald head. Yeah. He does radio. He's, yeah, he says, yeah. The lefties hate him. Yeah. Because uh, he was involved in free schools, wasn't he? And uh, He run, runs one, or he ran one, I think. Yeah, and maybe a, a, yeah, a network of them. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Uh, it's a controversial figure, but he's um, he set up the Free Speech Union, I want to say, in the early part of the pandemic, maybe? Mm-hmm. Because of, uh, mainly because of people getting cancelled and... People getting uh, losing the jobs for exercising free speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he's talking about this new bill, the online safety bill. Mm-hmm. Um, Culture Secretary Nadine Doris. We played a clip of her the other week. I'll from just read. Um, I'm a celebrity. From I'm a celebrity, also a member of the cabinet. <laughs> yeah, culture. Like Anton Deck. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, we'll just play this clip just to remind you. We're responsible for making sure you have super fast broadband in your home. That means you can downstream your movies. We're responsible for making sure the internet's a safe place for you to go to. We want to make the internet the safe in the UK, the safest internet in the world. The safest. Yeah. So, sounds good, doesn't it? Making the internet safe. Love to downstream movies. 
what will it mean in practicality when this bill comes in? Let's hear mm. what Toby has to say about it. What does this mean for comedy, Toby? Specifically, just for comedy. Never mind. You just you, you general freedom. This is just for comedians. Okay. Well, um, uh, uh, Nadine Dorries said uh, she actually gave as an example Jimmy Carr's um, joke about gypsies and the Holocaust mm-hmm. as an example of legal but harmful content that this bill would prohibit. So, you know, she actually Jesus honed Christ. in on a particular joke and said, that's the kind of thing this bill is going to put a stop to. So, yeah, comedians should be seriously concerned. So, so hang on a second. So people will be able then to, let's say they watch Jimmy Carr's special, they will then be able to go after Netflix as a result of this. What? Are you familiar with this? I've not seen this Jimmy Carr Netflix special that caused a lot of controversy. Have you, have you two seen it? No, I know about the joke. What, do you know what it was? I couldn't. I couldn't repeat it verbatim because like, I can't remember it. But it was. It, it was in bad taste, I would say. But that's the point of Jimmy Carr, exactly. Isn't it? I was just thinking of Frankie Boyle then, and well, he's mellowed a lot in the last decade or so, hasn't he? Well, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> What's Roy Chubby Brown going to do? <laughs> Basically, I think he, what he implied was something on the lines of, you know, like the Holocaust wasn't for nothing kind of thing because loads of Jews and gypsies died. I might, I might be making that. So it's really black here. Yeah. Bad taste. Yeah. Uh, it's subjective humour. Yeah, if it, if people laugh, if it works, then <clears throat> then it's it works. Mm. Um, you know the old saying that the fool was the only person, the court jester, who could make fun of the king. Yeah, there's a real reason for that. Mm. I think Netflix will be covered under a new similar bill, which will apply a similar regulatory regime to on-demand. Let's, let's translate services. it into Facebook, Twitter terms. If someone took that clip, yeah. And put it on Twitter, on Facebook, yeah. and shared it. Yeah, they could be liable to be prosecuted. Well, the 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 uh, the, the, the platform um, which didn't remove it as soon as someone asked for it to be removed, they would be liable for prosecution. The fines in this bill for the platform, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, ten percent of your revenue <laughs> for each instance. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Not a joke, as, as Joe Biden would say. Mm-hmm. This is not a joke. This is going to pass in the next couple of weeks. 10% of Just, revenue generated in UK, on the UK arm of it, of the business, I would imagine. Because how can they control... Well, that's nothing then, isn't it? Well, exactly. It will be nothing because <laughs> everything will just move out and say, right, you can have 10% of nothing then. And all that, whatever yeah. business is happening now in the UK will go. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. No. They just won't publish it. They'll just censor it. Mm. I th- I don't know. I think they'll carry on doing it and say, well, you can have 10% of nothing. Do they not make... Facebook lives on advertisements, particularly small businesses paying revenues for advertisements. That's paid in the UK. UK small businesses. I think they'll they'll figure a way around it. It would be interesting to see how it plays out. How about not? How about not do it? And how about well, not run the experiment? <laughs> it's too late, isn't it? How How's it going to stop? Yeah. Well, the only way out of it is to get a VPN. 
Yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah. If you want, like, the internet we grew up with, that was free. Mm. Well, there's some horrible websites. For <laughs> Steak and cheese. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So they would never let that be published never in the first published, no. No. Right. Assume, so we're getting to the point. Kind of so is... we're getting to the point where the government is going to censor comedians' jokes, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ofcom will be in the business of of, of censoring okay. jokes. Yes. Yeah. And I've met Melanie Dawes, and she doesn't strike me as having a particularly good sense of humour. So that's reassuring. Uh, but I mean, that's that could be unfair. Actually, <laughs> you don't know what to say, do they? No. Don't, Ofcom's going to start censoring comedians and their their comedians are like, what? Do you think they'd have to use an algorithm? Because you'd have to find a lot of humorless blob people. I suppose the civil have service. Have you been on Twitter? There's, there's 90,000 civil service jobs about to go. That's one that's really one complaint. That's all it takes. <laughs> but like, like, like Ben's saying, like, well, I don't know if you mean like this, Ben, but like Twitter is a cesspit, isn't it? So they're all fucked. <laughs> What's Elon going to do? Is he going to cripple? Yeah, for, is he going to bankrupt him? It's on hold, isn't it? They'll say cripple. Yeah. <laughs> Taking off, off YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, about her, no, I don't no, give no, a shit no, about no, her sense no, of humour. No, we're talking about a government yeah, yeah. body or a, a state body deciding what jokes are allowed to be told. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. It, 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 yeah, the, the critical thing is the government, through Ofcom, the state will be deciding what jokes it thinks you should be able to hear and what jokes you shouldn't. This isn't restricted to humour. Mm. This is all speech. This I just took this section from the last five minutes because it related to stand-up comedy and we try to have a laugh here mm-hmm. and sometimes we'll say fucked-up shit to get a laugh. <laughs> oh, no. That's, that, those days are going to be over. Uh, well... Well, at least at least our revenue's tiny. So it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the platform. It's the platform yeah, oh, that yeah, gets yeah, fined. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll get taken down. So the, the 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 funny thing is, is that this is lawful. It's cla- lawful but hateful. So none of this shit is against the law. No, yeah. It's yeah. what they deem to be hateful. Yeah. Even though it's lawful. And it doesn't apply to in-person speech. So if you and me are in the nag's head and I sell a fucked-up joke, mm. that's fine. But well, if someone okay. if someone over my shoulder records it and posts that to Facebook, mm. Facebook have to remove it or they'll get fined 10% of their revenue. It's nuts. The government don't know, don't know what humour is either as well. Did you see Michael go... <laughs> This week, <laughs> I was saving that to the end. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry segue, situé. <laughs> yeah, that's messed up. I mean, that is if it ends up being that bad, and lots of people start getting taken down and stuff. Then I bet the problem is, is in some ways, it, well, it's just that continue. What's happened over the last few centuries is that more and more and more things have become. Illegal, haven't they? I remember the glory days of the 1700s. Exactly, yeah. And the freedoms that we once had. <laughs> um, but it is, it's true, isn't it? There's just so many more things. Each By each passing year, each passing decade, they become illegal. It's like the shrinking internet thing. 
we haven't got time to do it tonight, but I'll have to show you next week or something. We'll do the, the shrinking internet experiment. It's completely changed from when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, how curated it is. And, uh, yeah, those days of, like, a free open internet, that's the world, like, the information superhighway, that is dead. Your your choices are so frighteningly limited mm-hmm. on uh, Google and, well, Bing, any search engine. Like us. Those days of going down, a, a, like, a Google rabbit hole and finding some cool independent website, they're dead, they're gone. I bet they're still on uh, Alta Vista, though. Well, is that still a search engine? <laughs> Ask Jeeves. That's still try. going. Ask That's Jeeves. Hey, yeah. we can run the experiment if you want next week. Yeah. Um, Let's I do know, it live. Yeah, we can do. You do that, yeah. I know, like, the three big search engines, it's gone. You, 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 your access to the internet is well, incredibly limited. I've noticed now a subtle change on Google. This has probably been around for years, but it's something I've noticed more recently is that... Back in the day, back in the early noughties, you used to Google something and um, it obviously it would bring up pages and pages and pages. It still does that um, it, to a certain extent, but I've noticed that it um, it doesn't automatically show them. It just gives you the top, say, like 10 or 20 links or whatever. Paid for. Yeah, and then um, well, it's got the adverts above and then slightly less expensive adverts and then underneath it's the stuff that comes back but then it stops and it says click here if you want to see more kind of thing yeah and when uh, you yeah. click the see more the see more <laughs> you, you're you're limited again yeah so it's weird isn't it yeah salute kalel mm. what's with the he always is that because he's um maybe he lifts bro <laughs> <laughs> do you even lift you knew where i was going i mean he was out is it because um, Kalel's from Krypton? He has big muscles. Damn. He's he got was... one arm. Yeah. One uh, massive Leopard. right arm. Def Leopard drummer. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. I've worn a callus off. <laughs> off what? Off my hand. <laughs> Thank God for that. Mm. He did watch Eurovision. Creamy. <laughs> Spain. Oh, yeah. Euro- Eurovision 2022. <laughs> yeah. Right. You'll thank me later. Have a look. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, just not not in the middle of the podcast. No. Okay. It's something weird about uh, videos. If you play videos on YouTube when you're live streaming, you'll get pulled for uh, copyright. You can do audio. Like we've played that clip of trigonometry. Oh right. If we played okay. the video version of that, I think we'd get copyright. Jamie Beadle arms. <laughs> oh, monkey hand. On the other hand, it's massive. <laughs> <laughs> gone. We're gone. Oh, my God. Let's move on. Bullshit. <laughs> Let's move on to Good Morning America. You heard of Good Morning America? I have. Is it like the American it. version of Good Morning Britain <laughs> that was inspired by Good Morning Britain? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's been around for years. It's like, yes, the, uh, I've heard of Good Morning America. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's been... not inspired by Good Morning Britain. He was doing a joke, Phil. Fuck. Oh, God. It's the one with Robin Williams in. <laughs> uh, he should have been censored, that joke. It wasn't funny. <laughs> uh, Twitter That's not have, how it works. Twitter should have taken it down for <clears throat> breach of uh, the humour bylaws. Security laws. It was hateful. Hateful, hateful of Good Morning Britain. <laughs> Susanna Reid. 
AM in general. Did you say, did you call someone bald? <laughs> no. <laughs> I did reference someone's tiny hand, though, before. <laughs> Both of you oh, did. Great. I won't be able to do that. Nope. I referenced someone's penis. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Good Morning America. It's like the most famous breakfast morning news magazine show in America. It's uh, as mainstream as you can get. Bigger than Jesus. Can yeah. You say that? Maybe. We'll find out. He's been quiet for the last 2,000 years, hasn't he? <laughs> to be fair. Saving it up. No, that's the son <laughs> of the Pope, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry? I'm the son of the Pope. I'm the son of the Pope. Putin is Hitler. Mm. Putin is... I'm the son of the Pope. Oof. Hitler. <laughs> Choppy. <laughs> Choppy waters. Uh, good morning, America, for Christ's sake. They had um, the resident doctor come in for it. Like, the same way GMB will get Dr. Shillery in. Uh, Dr. Shillery to talk about, you know, wearing your mask and locking down and whatnot. They get um, Dr. Jen in. Mm-hmm. Good morning, America. Get Dr. Jen in. And they were talking about the fourth Pfizer dose. Because this has been... Uh, it, 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 it got uh, EUA, Emergency Use Authorization, from the FDA, FDA a few weeks ago. And there was no sort of hoo-ha about it, no fanfare. It just sort of, I guess there was, might have been something going on in Eastern Europe, maybe, mm-hmm. at the same time, so it didn't get much press. But the, this EUA came out. And I just found this clip pretty extraordinary. Dr. Ashton here. We were trying to get a handle on, yes, uh, you got some new data on boosters. There's a new published study out in Lancet, uh, the journal Lancet Infectious Disease, about the fourth dose and what happens to our antibody levels. It is not a surprise that they've released new data confirming that after the fourth dose of Pfizer or Moderna, that antibody levels rise significantly. They surge uh, in the several weeks after that dose. We've known that for a while. but Nothing controversial so far. The doi. <laughs> Sorry? Dudoy. What's that mean? Means like duh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, duh. Yeah. What else would you expect? I yeah, know, right? From the Lancet. And am I right? Am I right? <laughs> am I right? <laughs> so, yeah, it takes a turn. Here are the caveats. We don't know how long that lasts. Uh, about three weeks, I believe. <laughs> Give or take three weeks. I think it's negative efficacy for the first week. And then it lasts, you get a boost for a couple of weeks and then it starts to decline. Depends what uh, study you want to quote, cite. Number one. Um, and our immune response, remember, is not just about antibodies. It's about that T-cell response also, which is, you can't really measure as well as just a pure antibody level. And it's about whether or not they're blocking or neutralizing antibodies to the variant that we're seeing. So uh, when people hear these headlines, they shouldn't be surprised. Yes, of course, you're going to get a, a surge in your antibody levels. But how long that lasts is the issue. And it's certainly not just about more boosting for everyone, people who have high antibody levels, there's the potential. I want to underscore the potential. Potential for? We haven't seen any evidence of this, um, of this immune phenomenon known as tolerance, where if you already have high antibody levels and you get another booster, that your immune system can start to say, well, what, what am I needed for? And can kind of start to oh, shut down. Wow. <laughs> Sorry? <clears throat> your immune system can... Start to shut down. 
Wow, that's quite a, a risky game to play, isn't it, then, if that's true? This is Good Morning America. <laughs> no, yeah. They've been pushing. Mm. Push, 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 get jabbed. Mm. Jab it here, jab it there, jab it everywhere. I want the magic juice now in my eyeballs, in my butthole. There's, um, you can only have a certain number of tetanus jabs for some sort of similar reason. Really? How many? Yeah, is it four? I don't, I don't know. But I can't have any more. And you get one every 10 years? 10 years. How of... many tetanus jabs have you had? Uh, I juggled with a lot of rusty nails <laughs> as a child. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had one, you unless know. you get it as a child. I've had a tetanus jab. I think my last one was four years ago, maybe. Aren't you supposed to get one every 10 years? I don't know if you get one routinely. I've only ever gone for one after, you know, ripping my hand open on a jaggedy... Oh fence or something and you think the reason for that is some sort of original antibody sin well no i was just told that um you don't need to have any more tennis you you're full you're full yeah basically it's like <laughs> right okay that's fine all right so you don't think it's related to the they uh, might have just been stuff. saying stop coming for oh, tennis jabs you pussy we've run out of tennis jabs like <laughs> go home third time this week stop juggling nails <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've never heard of your, your immune system shutting down because it thinks I don't have to work anymore. <laughs> Seems a little there. Uh... Oh, well, I did uh, two minutes on Googling. I found a study from Japan in 2009, which uh, they said they, they did a study on mice with uh, repeated vaccinations producing autoimmunity. She says there's no evidence for this, but I mean, I found it on Google in two minutes. Granted, it's in mice, but the mechanism is there. Geert van den Bosch has been talking about this for 18 months. I would say four four vaccinations in 18 months isn't a vaccination program. It's an IQ test, <laughs> isn't it? It's, I would say. It's a lot of vaccinations. For a disease that is as benign. To be honest, I didn't even know about any of this, purely because we, don't, we no longer do COVID. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, I couldn't believe what I was hearing on the most mainstream morning program in the USA. We'll continue because I think there's a little bit left. So um, we, if you're in that category of people who the FDA and CDC is recommending to get a booster, 50 and over, 65 and over with a, with a chronic medical condition, yes, by all means. But everyone else don't think that more boosting is the answer. We don't know that that's the case yet. All right. That's very important information. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, you Dr. Jen. Do you think the, the hosts there were surprised? She got off message. Oh, that's that's useful information. (laughs) How the turntables. Yeah. I know. We've been hearing about this posited hypothetically that um, continued vaccination with the same pathogen for uh, a a vaccine that isn't neutralizing, doesn't produce neutralizing antibodies, that this this could cause some sort of immune deficiency syndrome, Your, your immune system shutting down. An immune—I mean, you could call it a vaccine-acquired immune deficiency syndrome. <laughs> Fades. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll—we shall see. I'm not a doctor. Do what you want. It's your body. But I mean, ninety-nine uh, percent of people have had it. Mm. I mean, uh, I don't know how hard they're going to push it. 
Well, Maybe you know, she's just a rogue. She's a rogue know, who went yeah. off message. I think I it's know. just that the message is changing. I think that probably some of our earlier episodes are safer now. <laughs> I don't know. It's strange. It's definitely strange. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to hear that. Mm. Whatever next? Monkeypox in London. Uh, North Korean. I went to London of... the other week. There's monkeypox in London. There is. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I was in a Pax train station. <laughs> Full of monkeys. And there was no monkeys, thank God. <laughs> I wondered what that tail was. <laughs> now that's my uh, penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's either like chicken pox or like small pox. I've not investigated. <laughs> I think it's a bad one. Monkey pox, it sounds like it? it's bad. It's a bad one, I think. I think it kills people. Yeah. The old monkey pox. Anyway, there's, there's loads of shit flying around, as we've said before. Ebola. It's flying around. <laughs> affecting things. Wasn't it like on um what was oh fuck's sake, outbreak. Was it not did it was it not Ebola that went like um Airborne. Airborne, yeah. Oh my god, it's airborne. Kevin Spacey. Oh, oh, oh well, well, well what we gotta do is you gotta you put put the hazmat suit on and then we we, we gotta go and go and get that thing and, and try and try and isolate the, 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 the antibodies from from the antibodies and then and then just just release it. Is that do rain you, man? I was just about to say, do you, you realize it off man? Yeah. <laughs> you realize it was an outbreak. Rain man and the character who played in Outbreak were two different people and had two different voices. Putting the message across. You got the point, didn't you? <clears throat> Yeah. I thought that was pretty good, considering I've never done Dustin Hoffman before. Yes, yes it was all right. <laughs> to have it at least recognisable. Not like a mainstay, is it? <laughs> Dustin <laughs> Hoffman? Who does a Dustin Hoffman? That'd be a claim to fame. <laughs> found a niche. I would love to be able to do a good Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken's in June too. Oh. As the as the, the main guy, the main baddie, the emperor. Oh. Fat guy. No, that's the baron. Oh, the Baron, yeah, yeah. Don't do the last. I guess the last thing I saw him on was the Jungle Book. I was going to say, was it Jungle Book? Yeah, where he he did a song, did he? He he, he ruined. <laughs> did ruin it. I want to be like you. He did ruin that. Yeah, it made it terrifying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he must be getting on. He must be knocking eighty. Yeah, you would think so. It's about time he released a metal album. Mm. Is he in the new Lord of the Rings series? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I like how you have to do the hand movements for it as well. It's all about getting into character. You can't do it. It's like his speech patterns are so unique and random. Mm. It's like uh, it's something you would have to practice for a lifetime, I think, to be able to do that. You've got to sort of dis... You've got to... Like, go to the astral plane. <laughs> just remove your consciousness from your body mm. and just sort of channel. You have to channel the Walken, I, w- I would imagine. Yeah, it mm. would be take a lot of work and a lot of meditation, I think, mm-hmm. to be able to do a good Christopher Walken. Maybe that'll be my homework. <laughs> Meditating. Yeah, give it a week. <laughs> give it a week. Yeah, see if do I can a, do a Walken. Do a lifetime's work in a week. Mm. I don't know. Could happen. Well, oh, Ziggy's in the chat. Yeah. That was a great time. Thanks, lads. Thanks, Ziggy. It was nice to meet you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nubs. <laughs> nubs. We love nubs. nubs. We do. No. 
And uh, oh, great channel you have, Sticky Dan. Oh gosh, the the chin wagging in the yeah, chat without. That's good, isn't it? That's good. Some for them. Some uh, what would you call cross fertilization? Yeah. Stop jizzing on each other, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's not to, how it works. You have to shove things in the toilet, don't you? Gosh. I mean, I, I, do you want me to bring Annabelle back? No. Leave her where she is. All right, I'm finally. Shall we uh, talk about the cost of living? I think we should. It's about time. More. Yeah, everyone's having a cost of living crisis at the moment. Mm. Uh, US, they're complaining about gas prices and oil and all the rest of it. Mm. And uh, there was rumours sparked this week of an emergency budget being released by Her Majesty's Treasury mm-hmm. to try and combat the cost of living crisis, which is just starting to bite now. People are starting yes. to notice in their pocket. I was saying before we recorded, my weekly shop went up mm. about 10, 15 quid from where it normally is. All right, that's 60 quid a month. Um, uh, we've just had our heating, our gas and electric. That's going to be an extra 110 a month from oh, from June. And that's before the October rise. I know, yeah. Where it's going to go up again, and I'm pretty lucky. Like I can, I can find ways around that. Mm-hmm. I can manage. I'm fortunately, I'm not like living week to week with mm-hmm. nothing to spare. A lot of people are going to not be able to find hundred quid a month. No, mm-hmm. what's going to happen to him? What's going to happen? In trouble. Well, they just fall into uh, the black hole of poverty. I worked for, I did a job for an estate agent this week in uh, Boots on the Ground report, and she said she'd done two repossessions this week. It's the first two she'd done for years. Right. This is it's starting, starting now, starting to happen. And uh, it's not going to get better, not for a long time. And so there was rumours started that the government were going to release an emergency budget, um, and Michael Gove was sent forth. <laughs> Fucking hell. I can't, I can't watch it. Oh, no. um, Michael Gove is the is the secretary of leveling up. Secretary <laughs> of cocaine. Yes, that is a job. Job title. Secretary of leveling up. It was a new cabinet position uh, invented for him to be in charge of. And uh, got this uh, this clip's been going around of him. Was it on Good Morning Britain or was it BBC? It's on BBC. BBC. We are constantly looking at ideas in order to ensure that we relieve the pressure um, on people who are facing incredibly tough times. But that doesn't amount to an emergency budget, um, which is what uh, uh, some people immediately thought that it did. Uh, It is an example of some commentators chasing their own tails uh, and trying to take a statement that is commonsensical, turning it into uh, a major capital letters, a big news story, um, and in fact, when the Treasury quite rightly say, calm down, then um, people, um, uh, uh, instead of recognising that they've overinflated the story in the first place, then say, oh, this is clearly a split. Capital letters, a big news story, calm down. An emergency budget. You know what? You're a real wanker. What a baldy cunt. <laughs> Yeah, Absolutely. I just don't know how he continues yeah. to get away with it, to be honest with you, because he just it just comes across as awful. I, I, how does he keep his seat? <laughs> the bar is so low, though. I mean, everyone's awful. Yeah. He must know where the bodies are buried. Uh, he must have something he must on do. people in the right places. 
because this well, so he is fucking useless. The other thing as well is um, there's, there's a video of him like collapsing down drunk in the House of Commons. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't. Nobody ever talks about it, and I found that I find that weird. So it's either because he's known to have like a drinking problem, and people feel bad for sort of saying look at him and laughing at him and stuff. Or it's because he's uh, not in the cutthroat. Well, yeah, I suppose. Or, or it's to do with world of politics. You know, the papers and the media won't publish it because they're all in the pockets, aren't they? We know we know someone who worked in journalism a few years ago, and he told us about stories that every journalist knew but can't publish. They won't publish them, mm. whether it's through injunctions or. Maybe someone that just has a good relationship with someone in a high place. Mm. Or they have dirt on a Murdoch, for mm. example. You, you, we only get half the story at the best of times mm-hmm. as a consumer of media. Mm-hmm. Which is why you need independent media. Mm-hmm. It wasn't beholden. And which is why it's dangerous to try and shut that down through having the safest internet in the world. <laughs> Or whatever. letters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An emergency budget. Capital letters. A big news story. Calm down. I don't imagine that Nadine Dorries ever uses the internet, does she? No. She's downstreaming movies left, <laughs> right, and centre. <laughs> For your tennis pitches. <laughs> On a tennis pitch, yeah. I mean, that's the point, is that they're completely out of touch. Mm. That they're not... Uh, Human. Well, I would say most of them are probably reptile in nature. Reptilian, yeah. Certainly in, in the psychology. Mm. They're that cutthroat. I think psychopathy is a rampant in the... Upper echelons of society. Impact, well, not com- corporate world, well, yes, political world. It's evidenced. Yeah. Mm. That's how they get there. Mm-hmm. Who, who? Most people aren't willing to sacrifice their entire... Life, <laughs> you know, the family, the the time. Most people aren't don't have that level of ambition that they're willing to give up everything mm. just for that. Is status, status, mm. and power. Mm-hmm. And most people get to the point and they say, "Now my energy is it's not worth this." Mm-hmm. There are more important things in life yeah. than you know a job title or uh, numbers on a spreadsheet, a bank balance, whatever. But there are some people who are just wired differently. The, oh, so what if I don't see my family? Mm-hmm. Fuck them. <laughs> well, literally. It's like, well, they obviously don't care. Mm. If you're willing to spend your entire life away from your family in pursuit of some some job title or some role or some... Point people on Mars. Well, whatever it is, there's something odd there. Most people yeah. get to a stage where they think... I would agree, yeah. You know. It's quite rare, isn't it, that there's a businessman, a businessman <laughs> that ends up um, being married for their entire life anymore, I would say. Even Bill, Bill and Melinda are split up. Yeah, yeah it usually disintegrates, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Because the, like the, the pressure of the, the role or the time, the amount of time that's required to be like the CEO of a FTSE 100 mm-hmm. doesn't leave anything for anything else. That is your life. Mm-hmm. 
it's like there's only uh, you know something to do with the psychology of people who are willing to do that who would want to do that i just don't get it i don't get it i don't understand it i just think the wide difference don't get it never will it's super painful you know it's just you know super painful but <laughs> classic bill classic belinda belinda yeah. belinda gates all right shall we go shall yeah. we should we fuck off? Yeah, I don't think we've anything to answer, do we? No, Annabelle no. doesn't have nubs, you filthy animal, Tony. <laughs> have you checked? Did you lift up her petticoat? I would not <laughs> dare. Would you not? Would she uh, execute you? Just turn the fader down. No, no, I pressed uh, that one and then... Would she execute Order 66? Get over here! <laughs> um, well, yeah, <laughs> well, that, was the, that was the wrong one. <laughs> no? No. And it really bothers me. Right, let's go then. It's been late. It's late. We're later than normal. No, it's not. This is early. No, we were finished for, wasn't it ten past ten last week? Yeah. Bad influence. Bad influence here. Gassing on and on. (laughs) Right, we'll sign off then. Praise Jabalon and all the helium. Keep your nubs fresh. Mmm. Fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck, fresh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You gonna say it before we come back? Um, nubs. <laughs> I'll do. Okay, I, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're entertained. Mm. We'll be back next week. Epic dub. For a uh, simulcast, a live simulcast oh, yeah. on. I think we're gonna be on like a dozen platforms simultaneously next week. Holy crap. Including the Rothkin. Okay. Rock him. Yeah. What are we doing? You'll have to tune in next week to find out, won't you? Me as well. You as well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thank you for watching. Right, sayonara, suckers. Bye! Bye! Just to shoot the juice to me, Bruce. I have to say, it's hard right now. And it's just Worcester. I think it's just Leicester. You know, the whole thing is just mad. I'm a blind man. Oh my god, he's wiping his ass. No. He sees. He don't give a fuck. An emergency budget. Capital letters. A big news story. Calm down.